1: Welcome back to New Books and Historical Materialism, a series from the New Books Network. I'm your host, Stephen Dozeman. If you listen to this podcast, you've heard me covering a number of books on Marxism, particularly under the Historical Materialism series umbrella. But there are many other series out there uh, on Marxism and uh, related uh, fields of research, particularly critical theory. One of those is the series Marx, Angles and Marxisms from Palgrave, which has been steadily putting out monographs, translations, and edited collections for close to a decade now. With me to discuss this series is Babak Amini, one of the figures behind it. Uh, and in the coming days and weeks, we hopefully will have more traditional episodes coming out covering some of their titles. So just to discuss the series, Babak Amini, welcome to the New Books Network.
0: Thank you very much for having me in this uh, very interesting uh, podcast that um, I've been following um, uh, more recently, I must say. Um, So I'm very excited to be here and uh, give a broad introduction of this um, exciting news sort of book series uh, to your your audiences.
1: Yeah, we're excited to have you be a partner with us. So um, to kick things off... Uh, the series came out, I think, about a decade ago. I've seen books going back as far as around 2014, 2015. Um, could you tell us about the initial desire that inspired this series and how it came about?
0: Right. So um, just to uh, s- start with a clarification, um, I'm, uh, one of the assistant editors of the series, and uh, the, the main two editors of the series are Marcello Musto and Tara Carver. And I joined the, the series um, a few years after the, the beginning of, of the project. Um, so I can't quite speak to the sort of the initial desires of the series behind uh, when the, the two editors conceived it. But uh, basically it began as an initiative in 2014 uh, between a brilliant, relatively young scholar of Marx, Marcelo Musto and an established relatively senior scholar Marx. Tara Carver. And despite coming from different political and intellectual traditions, they both share a distinctly rigorous, historically contextualized, and textually based approach to Marx in their own investigation of Marx's original writings and also in ways through which Marx's writings and ideas have been disseminated and received within and outside Marxism. And, uh, well, this core idea is reflected in the name of the series, Marx, Engels, Marxisms. And, of course, Marxism is presented as a proof, uh, since it is indeed wrong to think of Marxism, uh, both historically and conceptually, as a monolith. Understanding such plurality in historical and theoretical terms, um, I think, is a prerequisite for a critical re-examination of Marxism as we move forward into the 21st century. So the series really pr- brings together uh, reflections on Marx and Marxism from perspectives that are varied in terms of political outlook, geographical area, um, academic disciplines, and subject matters. And it seeks to challenge many uh, preconceptions of what Marxist thought can be like, as opposed to what it has been or it can be. Um, uh, appeals to those interested in rediscovery uh, or rediscovering the most powerful critical analysis of Marxism, uh, of, of uh of capitalism, that is Marxism, but in a, a profoundly critical re-examination of the tradition itself. Uh, so that that would be probably what the kind of the core inspiration behind this series is.
1: Yeah, critical and dynamic re-evaluation and reappropriation of the tradition. So, uh, kind of continuing with this, I'm wondering if you could uh, tell us a bit about what sets this book series apart from other book series. On Marxism or critical theory more broadly, what do you hope you're achieving with these titles that readers and researchers might struggle to find elsewhere? Right.
0: Um, so the series, um, oh, it's it's a little bit difficult to to compare series when they, you know, their output starts to be uh, quite significant in terms of quantity and also quality, but. Generally, the series um, tends to include research on works of Marx and Engels uh, and Marxist authors and tradition of the twentieth, and 21st century, uh, re-examination of labor and social movements, and Marxist analysis of contemporary issues, and also the, the reception of Marxism in the world. So these are some of the um, foci of this series, although there are some titles that um broaden this this sort of framework and perspective. Uh, It includes titles focusing on the the overall of Marx and Engels, which utilize the uh, scholarly achievement of the ongoing research uh, on Marx and Engels, including the uh, the collective works uh, of Marx and Engels in German and and other sort of frontiers of of research on Marx and Engels. Um, around the world. Uh, it seeks to publish books focused on reception studies and Marxist, nation, in, uh, and Marxist national traditions, so to enable the worldwide Anglophone community to understand the variety of intellectual and political traditions through which Marx and Engels have been received in local contexts. And it really pays attention to authors that are lesser known in English speaking. Uh, countries for various reasons, including and uh, primarily for linguistic uh, reasons and barriers.
1: Yeah, speaking to that, uh, one thing I do like about the series is it has a great emphasis on translating authors from outside the usual Anglo-American academic sphere. Uh, could you maybe speak to this international approach the series has taken and what you hope readers can glean from these titles about and from parts of the world traditionally neglected by English language scholarship?
0: Right. Yes. And uh, uh, that is indeed one of the, the primary aims of the series is to create a space for the English Uh, language editions of notable contributions that have already been published in other languages. As you know, this is a notoriously difficult process for many reasons, including complications around obtaining copyrights. Uh, But these issues have deprived the English-speaking audience of of access to important interventions in non-English speaking world. Um, Inversely, scholars in other parts of the world, including some of the most influential and original scholars, find it very difficult um, uh, to get their books and contributions available to the English-speaking audience. So our series um, has been able to play a role in creating a bridge, well, a bridge that ideally needs to be made much wider in the direction of international exchange of ideas at the frontier of studies of Marx and uh, and Marxism. And I think such internationalization of debate to pull intellectual activities from various linguistic, geographical, political, disciplinary backgrounds together is really required for any serious re-examination of Marxism and its historical development and its con- contemporary potentials. And this is what the series have been actively engaged in um, uh, over the years.
1: Yeah, on top of that, um, in addition to monographs and translations, there are a number of anthologies covering a variety of figures and topics, so given the increased logistical difficulties I imagine are involved in putting some of these anthologies together, it's noteworthy that the editors clearly are really excited by the idea of pulling together a number of scholars around particular topics. Could you tell us a bit about some of these and what sorts of projects or themes the editors uh, get really excited about?
0: Right. Uh, Well, I mean, there are basically two subcategories under what you call sort of uh, anthologies. One, we do have several titles who are sort of uh, classical anthologies, you know, bringing together writings of, for example... Marx's writings on alienation um, uh, is a new anthology uh, put out by Marcello Musto, which brings together sort of writings of of Marx specifically on alienation uh, beyond sort of the early manuscript of the 1844 uh, sort of notebooks. Uh, we also have other anthologies uh, on various uh, Marxist uh, thinkers and scholars, um, so that is one category that we are uh, engaging and has its own logistical difficulties um, that like, I can speak uh, to if you want, but also we, we focus on the editorial works and edit, edited volumes, which as you said, are. Um, uh, a thorny topic for various reasons, including logistical reasons of bringing together cohesive volumes. We do have very high standards for our um, um, projects that uh, engage in that kind of editorial uh, or edited volume, editorial activities, because in some ways it is very easy to to put together, very easy to put together uh, collected uh, work. And also it could be tremendously difficult uh, to, Uh, make it a cohesive um, and rigorous approach uh, from multiple perspectives on a specific topic. Uh, uh, Marcello Musto and I have uh, been working on uh, several uh, edited books uh, ourselves. Marcello is a very um, skillful editor uh, in his own accounts. I've done several very influential edited books on Marx in recent years. And we maintain that kind of standard of uh, rigorous uh, 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 and cohesive uh, volumes when it comes to edited uh, sort of volumes and projects. Yeah, so it is. uh, uh, Although you know, in 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 the. In the academia in the industry uh, edited volumes are seen with a little bit of um, a grain of salt let's say but uh, we think they do have they do serve an important uh, role in bringing together contributions not from one or a singular voice but multiple voices uh, with multiple perspectives on a specific topic now enforcing a cohesion onto the project requires a uh, an engagement with the editors and the authors. Uh, that, and that's something that we do as part of our editorial work on the series.
1: Yeah. Uh, so as a final question for people who maybe are just learning about the series for the first time and are looking for maybe a place to start or a recommendation, do you have any that you have particularly enjoyed or been uh, surprised by, or any on maybe some particular subtopics within or under the Marxist umbrella?
0: Yeah, so um, f- for uh, um, political reasons, I'm going to skip the, you know, naming my, my own favorite um, titles, and I have many favorite titles. I I just wanted to point out that the, the book series has currently 62 volumes published and um, above 60 other titles um, under contract and forthcoming. So it is a very you know, massive kind of series now with many, many titles and many subcategories that they can be organized under. But for uh, audiences who are kind of want to get a glimpse of uh, of the series, uh, one of the kind of the flagships of this series is, of course, dissemination and reception studies, and that we have a number of uh, uh fascinating titles under this category you know for example our, our first volume um, in the series uh, Ter cover and Daniel Blake blank uh, work on German ideology is uh, a very good place to start to see you know the frontiers of dissemination studies now in Marxist and um, uh, Marxism Marxist, Marxist analysis uh, Joseph vacacco's book uh, uh, alternative modernity is a is a philological study of Antonio Gramsci and some of his uh, fundamental concepts, uh, seen in a philological uh, terms. Uh, Kangal's work on angles uh, and the dialectic of nature also falls within that category of dissemination and reception study. So those are, you know, perhaps three titles that the audience can start with if they are interested in that, um, you know. Uh, branch of research in in Marxism. Also, we have uh, excellent uh, titles under um, what you can call heterodox Marxist thinkers, uh, books on Gramsci, Jules Gide, for example, uh, Zygmunt Krakauer, uh, Rosa Luxemburg, uh, Donetskaya, and um, uh, Jean Jurest, for example. example. And, uh, you know, and many more, um, Benjamin, another title that is forthcoming. So, you know, kind of bringing those voices that are kind of not heard as much and not studied as much into the English-speaking world is one of the contributions of the series. And we have a number of titles under this category. We also have quite interesting um, titles on the polygon theory for you know, those who are interested in uh, that topic, especially the uh, a very hot topic nowadays in political theory uh, that uh, re-examines the relation or the uh, the, the dialogue between uh, Marxism and liberalism. And uh, quite a few titles uh, can be found in our series, for example, August Niemann's Marxism versus Liberalism, uh, mm-hmm. or um, um Erikson's book on the bourgeois, the bourgeois, uh, the bourgeois, and the savage looks at you know this kind of dialogue between liberalism and and Marxism, and many other titles that I can name. Um, we also have quite a number of uh, books on political economy and mar- uh, Marxian economics. Uh, for example, we have. Um, Schepansky's work on financial capital in the 21st century, uh, or uh, Juan Rodriguez's book on revisiting neoliberal capitalism in Chile. So sometimes we have titles that are focused on regional developments uh, and also books that are Looking at um, Marx and economics more broadly, for example, Melo and Savadini's work on financial speculation and fictitious profit looks at uh, uh, presents a Marxist analysis of financialization uh, and at a theoretical level. We also have uh, quite exciting titles on the post-colonial perspectives. Uh, for example, Vigita's book on Ambatkar and the question of socialism in India, or Rana Samadar's book on Marx and postcolonial age, and I know that postcolonial studies is now quite a, a, an important development in social sciences, and you know we are trying to kind of uh, present intervention in that uh, and that, that debate and um, broaden the perspective uh, by introducing the contributions that Marxism can can bring into that that important debate. We have also a, a number of forthcoming books uh, uh, that I invite uh, your audience to check out um, as, as they come in the this year and the, the following year, um, including uh, Paolucci's book on Bourdieu and Marx, a, an understudied topic. Uh, Bourdieu has been kind of, uh, you know, uh, Adapted by uh, inequality studies or sort of Weberian tradition. So, uh, looking at the intervention or, or the overlaps between Bourdieu and Marx is quite an important, exciting research. We have a very exciting book coming out by P. Uh, Santella on Marx social movement, Marxism, social movement, and collective action. Again, within so- uh, social movement studies, this is a topic that is picking up uh some uh traction and this intervention is excellent in in uh presenting new frontiers in this debate i can go on but i don't want to exhaust the patience of of your audience but um it is qu- quite clear that you know the uh, this, the audiences with sort of various um, interests would find uh, at least a couple of titles in the series to to dig into uh, and hopefully have a critical engagement with uh, new debates.
1: Yeah, very diverse and dynamic. So, thank you very much for this short little conversation, Babak.
0: Thank you very much for having me, and um, I hope to see, you know, I, I, I know that you're planning to feature some of the books in the in the series so i'm excited to hear your conversation with these authors
1: yeah absolutely